You want Love you me. want some gum, Mr. Ewing? You want to sit on my bike, Mr. Barnes? Good morning, Mr. <laughs> Breakfast. Good morning, Pee-wee. Yeah, I started that bitch. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> hey, get in here. Dallas is about to start. Welcome to the Ewing Barbecue, where Mama said, knock you out. My name is Mary. And I'm Sarah. Josh here. And I'm Melanie, and Mama will fuck you up. That's right. That's uh, right. Bastard. Take fuck you out. A quick thank you to our Patreon members. Brendan Phillick, Captain America, Marie Johnson, Michael Jung, Jason Carter, Jennifer and Delicado, Laura Bernheim, Brad Mulholland, Anita Wren, and Kristen Carlano. Thank you very much, guys. I'm so excited. We had um, we had new signups this week. So Yay! And thank you to everyone who's bought stickers. I appreciate that very much. Oh, my God. They're so cool. Yeah. This, today is the 28th. So tonight uh, in Dallas at the Rustic, Linda Gray, Jacqueline Smith, and Alana Stewart are hosting the Tex-Mex Fiesta for the Farrah Fawcett Foundation. That starts at 6 p.m. Central Time, which means it is 16 minutes into it right now. Um, and next Tuesday, is it Tuesday? Tuesday is the cruise from Vancouver down through British Columbia and on to Los Angeles with Linda Gray, Charlene Tilton, uh, Sheree Wilson, and Christopher Atkins. Sounds like Lucy and Sue Ellen are going to be fawning over Peter Richards while the ghost of April haunts everybody on the Princess (laughs) Cruise Line. Uh, Again, Chiller Theater at the end of the month of October. In New Jersey, Patty McCormick, who played Evelyn Michelson, Deborah Renard, who played Sly, and Barbara Carrera, Miss Angelica Nero herself. And let's see, I just got some details on uh, Omri Katz's event in Salem because I've been going over the logistics with the people this week. There is a website that cannot, because of the actor strike, the writer strike, by the way, has ended. <clears throat> so we're halfway there. Yeah. Um, but there's no sign of the end of the writer actor strike. Uh, so they cannot call it a hocus pocus event. They have to call it a, uh, it's just a bunch of Halloween. And that is October 20th and 21st, the night of the 20th. There is a costume party and photo opportunity at the bit bar in Salem, Massachusetts. If you go to, uh, it's just a bunch of Halloween.com. You can get your tickets to that. And Saturday, the 21st, they are doing a meet and greet and fan photos on the Salem Common from 12 p.m. or 12 noon. There's no such thing as 12 p.m. because p.m. is one minute afternoon and onward to 11.59. Um, that is going to be... Uh, from 12, 12 to 7, and that will be on the Salem Common of the 21st. And they were going to do a screening of Hocus Pocus with a commentary from the cast, but they cannot because of the actor strike. So that got canceled. And uh, a special thank you to Charlene Tilton, Kathy Podwell, Denon Simpson, Armory Katz, and Alan Catton and Tyler Banks for the Birthday greetings they gave me this week, which was the other day. That's very nice. Yep. Uh, Today's the 28th. Joel Fabiani, who played Alex Ward, 
was born uh, this date in 1936. Whether he's, I think he's still alive. I haven't seen any obituaries. So that makes him 87. Uh, the 29th, Steve Forrest, who played Ben Stivers slash Wes Parmalee, was born in 1925. So he'd be 97. No. 98. 98. 98. Yeah. 98. Ian McShane, who played Don Lockwood, born in 1942. He is 81. He is one hell of an actor. Oh my God. Because yeah. I'll tell you what, he. Deadwood? Deadwood, so good. Oh my god, he was like the nice guy on Dallas, you know, like the, the calm. The and then I, oh god, Deadwood, yeah. And wasn't he Blackbeard in one of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies? I believe so. Yeah. Okay, and then he played this this sexually abusive um, actor producer producer guy, something like that, on SVU too. He he, he had like a multi episode story arc. Like he was a bastard, and it was like this is the same guy. Holy shit. He is also in my favorite TV movie of all time from 1985. It was a three-part series called Evergreen, starring uh, Ian McShane, Leslie Ann Warren from Clue, and Armand Asante. And it also has, like, Betty Buckley and, like, a bunch of people in it that, are, like, you're Betty like... Betty Buckley! Oh. Yeah. It's called well, Evergreen? So, Evergreen. It's based off of a book, a series, and I have it on DVD, so... Um, if anybody is interested in watching that, I might... Because it's impossible to find. Uh, hit me up and I might be able to get it to you. Okay. I think it's funny how there's a Leslie Ann Down and a Leslie Ann Warren. I love That's Leslie true. Warren, though. Uh, me too. I, I yeah. love her. And, I don't know if either um, of you guys like, follow like Betty Buckley on Twitter or anything like that. But she's I don't. Fucking, she's hilarious. Oh, my God. Like She calls out like stupid political shit all the time. Uh, oh, also, Joan Allen is in it as uh, – Armanda as Leslie and Warren's daughter. Hmm. You recognize her if you saw her. One of those faces. Yeah. A last birthday for the moment. Uh, Christopher Stone, who played Dave Stratton, I believe he's passed, but he was born in 1940, so he would be 83. Yeah. Uh, That is all I have on that. Awesome. So tonight we are talking about season six, episode 13, episode 116 of the series, Mama Dearest. I'm going to do everything I can to change the will so I can sell you in oil. Mama, that's going against daddy's wishes and you know it. I don't think you give a damn about your daddy's wishes. All you care about is yourself. Daddy chose that the future of Ewing Oil is going to be in the hands of the son strong enough to run it. And that's the way it's going to be. You leave me no choice, Marlon. I'm going to fight you every step of the way. Your methods may have lost us, the company. Not if we join forces against Marlon. It was written by Arthur Bernard Lewis, directed by Patrick Duffy. The Duff. And aired December 31st, 1982. Don't ever Um, air an episode on New Year's Eve. Right? I will tell you why in a moment. Okay. Um, but why would they do that anyway? I don't know. Even it's back so in silly. The 80s. Right. Uh, I don't know. It makes no sense. Uh, the number one song in the U.S. on that day was Man Eater by Hall & Oates. In the yeah. U.K. was Save Your Love by Renee and Renato. The number one film was Tootsie starring Dennis Hoffman and Jessica Lange. Okay. Uh, top news stories from tonight is like... One, it's New Year's Eve, and it is about to be 1983. 
Um, CBS Mystery Theater airs its final episode on radio after eight years. NBC Radio cancels almost all of its network daily features, which I didn't even realize radio shows were still happening in the 80s, but I guess they were. I, I was that's what I say. How old do you feel now saying it was a radio premiere or finale? <laughs> and uh, oh. the TV soap Doctors ended its 19-year run. Hmm. Coming up tonight um, on Amos and Andy. You know. <laughs> and then died today was Kurt Otto Friedrichs, who was a German-American mathematician and educator, um, and he died at 82. And on Dallas? And on Dallas, we had uh, Miss Ellie's attorney, Brooks Oliver, played by Donald Moffat, who appeared in Patriot Games and Clear and Present Danger. Uh, it's also the first mention of Mark Grayson. Mark Grayson. Por- porn stash. Who was, um, uh, the porn who stash we, is in the porn house. Porn stash is about to enter the building. Oh, who, who I it completely escaped me when I, until I heard it again. It's like, oh, he's Mark Grayson Jr. because it was a Mark Grayson Senior. I didn't. I did not remember that. But the reason why no, you I don't air an episode it. on New Year's Eve is this episode went from number one last week to number twenty-four in the ratings. Holy shit! Yeah, because people are because doing shit on New Year's Eve. Fucking New Year's Eve. People are getting laid on Heads New Year's up, Eve. Motherfuckers. Heads They're up. at the party watching Dick Clark. They're not watching Dallas. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, I don't know. It was um, 1982. They're they're letting their they're getting you know drunk what? and they're letting so they're getting viewers, drunk and they're letting their balls drop is what they're yeah, doing. So those viewers, <laughs> I'm sure, were all like in like house parties and stuff, and they had the TV on the background because you know somebody was fucking watching it. Well, somebody was watching it, but yeah, <laughs> I'm saying like if people were watching it, they had it on as they were getting ready for their New Year's Eve party. Probably and it was on in the background, exactly. waiting this much yeah. over to Dick Clark. Like I, said, like I said, their dick was getting clarked and their balls were dropping. So they were not watching Dallas. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say on that. Okay. Bye, 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 okay. bye, bye, bye. Okay. Um, so we open on South Fork where uh, the help is cleaning up after the barbecue. I like the yellow uh, and the white theme of the tents and the furniture. I do. Yeah, it matches all their outdoor decor. It all matches. Yes. I like the help. <laughs> the help. The help. <laughs> oh, my God. Where did I start? So we're uh, cut to the living room where Lucy is quizzing JR about what happened. And like he can't even. He's like, I have a headache. Leave me alone. And he, he tries to deflect by saying, well, was that that trotter boy coming out of the house earlier? And she's like, I'm not playing that game. We're not talking about me. We're talking about I you, JR. I love how she calls him out on his bullshit. I love it too. It's so good. Well, she's an adult now. Well, don't, no run your fuck, don't run she's, your fucking mouth. She's it figured might, it out too. She knows what he's all about. And she's like, I'm not just some like dumb blonde. I'm not just your niece. She's like, this is huh? fucking bullshit. Ellie comes in and uh, she restates that she's meeting with Harv tomorrow and trying to overturn Jock's will so she can sell Ewing oil. But right before that, Bobby and Pam had come in and um, uh, Pam, Pam, Snipes at Jr. about how Ray and Bobby had to defend him and all that, and they're they're all getting like into you it there. Defend and... yourself? <laughs> no, this is the man that hides under a table during a bar fight. Totally true. Love it, love it. Uh, yeah, Ellie comes in. She says she's gonna st- stop the bickering and sell you oil, and 
Pam sides with Ellie. She does. Sue Ellen worries that she's being hasty, and Ellie's just like, yeah, nope, I'm not. (laughs) Nope, my house, my rules. Right. She says she's going to distribute the proceeds among the four brothers, and JR's like, well, that's just great. Half the company is going to half the company is going to go to a drunk and a cowboy. I'm surprised Lucy didn't say anything about that either. Right, right. She's. To, I think she's just so used to Jr. talking shit about her dad. She's just like whatever. Hmm. And as soon as she he says that, Ellie gets like fire in her eyes, <laughs> and she's like, "Don't you shout at me, Jr. You don't give a damn about your daddy's wishes. You only care about yourself." And then turns around in dramatic exit, and I'm like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, Ellie." Mm-hmm. Well, and that's Ellie's. I understand she's pissed because it's almost like, you know, I can see her going, you knew that you knew what was going to happen. You fucking knew. And you did it anyway. That's Uh what she's saying right now. Like like, you left, like you left me with this. You left me with this. Fuck you. Fuck all of you. Like, you know, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. you, 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 You're cool. I I think she needs a, I think she needs a side holster on her, uh, on her person. So she can carry the horse whip around and just start uh, horse whipping. Honestly, people. I wouldn't mind seeing that, like a physical horse whip, and just being like, Whoosh. Mm-hmm. "That's right, so Molly Hagen." That's what I want for Christmas. Hello, Mo- Molly Hagen cannot be the horse only whip? Miss Ellie horse that carried whip. a horse whip. Barbara Bel Geddes needed to carry that horse whip. Horse whip, horse, horse, horse whip, 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 horse whip, whip. So we cut to the bar. Cliff is a little in the bag, and Punk is pissed. And can we talk about Punk's uh, boots and his uh, dr- the way he's dressed? Yeah, he's still dressed from the barbecue, and like he's dressed. Oh, so good, so good. Morgan Woodward had the had the, he was a fashion man. He really was. You, Love it. I, I never hear a man called a fashion plate, but he was a fashion he, plate. His bolo ties, the like. Turquoise he wear just all I could think of when he walked in, I, I could just hear this hear uh, the man in black playing by Johnny Cash in the back yeah. of my head. Yeah, totally. He he's he's not pleased the way Cliff handled that at the barbecue. He is mm-hmm. not he's not because he's just like, We were there to talk, not for violence, and you just caused a riot. Yeah. That doesn't help. If it had gone on any longer, there would have been chairs flying around at South Fork. Mm-hmm. There would have been broken booze all over the place and mm-hmm. and that would have been a lot of booze because Miss Ellie had doubled up on the booze and the food. I think Bobby drank half of it though. That's really like that whole scene I can't I don't even think I said anything at the time, but like that is a perfect example of like you know how JR is always talking about the Ewings versus the outsiders? Mm-hmm. And you know Bobby and Ray they, they always kind of like you know remember it differently. It's no different this time. Like, you know, everybody came after JR because, spoiler alert, JR fucked up again. And right. Bobby, they're like getting, you know, in front of him. And I really like that they eventually like start to call him out on that. Uh-huh. Like, dude, we're not banding together. Like, we, we have to. We will defend you because you are our blood. Yes, against right. outsiders. But our in here, folk. you <laughs> fucked up. In right. here, internally, you're in the wrong. Right. And yeah. that's honestly something actually my mom told me about my grandparents, like my dad's parents. She said, your grandfather would never, even if she was in the wrong, your grandfather would never not side with your grandmother out in public to other people. He said, that's how mine are. 
She said, but when they got home, he would let her have it. It'd be, he would dress you know, her would down. Like, you were wrong. Right? No, no. Just be like, you were wrong. Here's why. Because he was the only one she would listen to. Right. Uh, uh, public United but, Front. He had to mansplain it to her. It is, it is why the Ewings were so well, good no, against the outsiders. Sister. Because they can fight among themselves, but outsiders no you're nobody and outside you, and you're anything. on you're on our property and you're coming after us no we're gonna well basically yeah it's like you don't you don't go after a family in their own home that's just stupid right but yeah. at the same time what better opportunity would you have to get in his face if he's dodging your calls right. that's the war you have to wage within yourself do you disrupt this party right or not no way I would not disrupt. No, I would not disrupt the party. I'd do it afterwards. <laughs> Be like, yeah, now I'm drunk and pissed. All right, let's go. <laughs> Sounds like a good time for a fight. <laughs> so Cliff has an idea, and he wants them to band together to undercut JR. Jordan is very vocal about, absolutely not. Oh, yeah, she, he's not. He doesn't want any part of that. I don't want any part of that. <laughs> now Cliff. Now. <laughs> oh, Don Star. <laughs> he always it's always comic relief whenever i see him show up in a scene i'm like what's he gonna do this time <laughs> i know he and he's just like i feel like he should have like a little like music with him always like and like kind of like uh when mark grayson shows up next week we need that that porn music for the porn stuff <laughs> so soon <laughs> yes. Do it. <laughs> okay, so Bobby wants to go for a drive, and Pam says she'll go with, but Bobby is like, nope, I'd rather go by myself. And Pam doesn't love that. Uh, so Ellen walks out on the patio, um, and she doesn't think that Ellie should mess with Jocks well. Of course she doesn't, because she's siding with JR. Right. She's being the dutiful wife uh, well, supporting her husband right now because they're but, still in their honeymoon phase. So while in siding with JR, Pam is siding with Ellie and not Bobby. And so that's kind of like a thing because Pam says she understands Ellie. They both just want the brothers to stop fighting. And Sue Ellen says, well, how do you think it's going to come across when they have to question Jock's judgment? Right, his state of mind. And Pam's like, oh, I don't think that Ellie has thought that far in the future. That does give her just a, a slight moment of pause, but right. she's she's full gun behind Ellie in this episode. Yeah. Here. Fractured the family a little more. And then they cut to Lucy basically asking Ellie um, if what JR did was so wrong. Like, she's basically like, explain it to me. Like, I don't understand what happened. What did he do that was it so wrong? It's really funny because she kept that front on. During, during that whole, like, living room conversation, like, that she was mad at him and she was pissed, but it's a struggle. She's, at the same time, she's like, was he really that wrong? Like, fuck you. Like, it's JR. But, like, was he really wrong this time? Right, okay. because she's kind okay. of okay. Lu Lucy is, like, totally, uh, what's the word? She's totally loyal to Jock. Mm -hmm. And so... When and then JR is the one being loyal to Jock, so, and she's automatically going to fight with JR. But then she's like, "Wait, you're saying that my granddaddy was wrong? I don't know if I agree with that." Well, I mean, look at what Miss Ellie went through. Like when he was, when he was first gone, like she didn't want to hear anything about what Donna had found. Oh right, about yeah. all that she thought. You know, mm -hmm. she put him on a pedestal, 
And mm-hmm. now that's kind of like, that's faded yeah. a little bit. And she's seeing him for the man, the flawed the man. man that he was. The actual real person he was, mm-hmm. finally. And that's why it? she's like, you knew what you were doing. Fuck you. You put me in this situation. You left me. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and she it has w- to be wondering, was he in his fucking right mind? And wasn't and it also, Ray? Wasn't it Ray that said Jock out. was a man, and he, as much as he admired him, he was a man, and he he had flaws. He's human. He was a right, man. Right. He was not a right. god. Right. right. Yeah. And he wasn't a man god. He was a man. See, we tend to idolize people after they die, whether whether they were right. good people or not. Like even whether we like them or not, sometimes we right. still kind of like. It's hard when it's hard when someone dies and you didn't like them when they're alive. It's so That's awkward. So sad, it's, no. really, it's an awkward feeling. Right, because you don't think about the fact that they're not going to be there, so you mm-hmm. carry on these feelings thinking that they're just going to be there for – and then when they're suddenly gone, it's like, whoa, wait a minute. That wasn't supposed to happen. Um, I have unresolved yeah. issues here. Yeah. And – you know, Lucy is questioning, and Ellie said it was it wasn't what Jr. did; it was how he did it, and who got hurt from it, and that was right. what really was wrong. And Ellie's just like he was very wise, but he made mistakes in the past, and when he made mistakes in the past, he was here to fix it. Mm-hmm. But uh, right now, he can't fix it. Because he's not here. So I have to fix it because I am the head of the family now. So I have to step up and I have to lead this family the right way. Which is true. And I think that's something she's realized she needs to do. And at the same time, like, I know how, I I know how this turns out. I like, you know, because I've seen Dallas before, but I also can't help but feel, I couldn't help but feel like the first time I watched this episode years ago, like, is this for real? Like, are we being punked? Because I think punked was still a thing back then when I first saw, saw this episode. I was like, is Jock is that just a pun punking intended because of Punk Anderson? <laughs> no, punked was a... Oh, I know that, but uh, yeah. I'm just, just throwing the Punk Anderson punk. I actually did not make that connection, but yeah, oh. sure. Got punked! Yeah. Yeah. We'd add that to the bingo card, I guess. But yeah, I mean, it, it was like, is this for real? Did J- did JR did JR did Jacques actually do this? He really got up in Cliff's face and said that if Cliff crossed him, he was going to wake up face down. That's punk being a hard ass again. It is, yeah. Don't mess with punk. Don't punk punk. Punk is punk as fuck. Yes, but even even Ellie, well, she has to do what she has to do for the family. She's still in the back of her mind questioning whether it's right or wrong. So it's. She is. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Right. Because, and it's like, honestly, I, I don't know. She if does, it's a, she just wants right. her family to stay together at the end of the day. Like, that's literally all she cares about. Like, it, she it, wants all of her, her, she wants her grown men children living under mommy's roof. She she wants everyone to be able to get together at Christmas and she wants to see her grandkids, you know, and if this business breaks them up, then she they're all going to just scatter and she doesn't want that. And she's realizing, like, things are more important than business. And the only one with any real backbone that actually went out on their own was Gary, who was viewed as weak. Right. 
Which they talk about later. It's like, really, JR, because you still live at home with your mom. I know. I, 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 know. Would, love, I would love uh, to exactly. have seen Christmas at South Park. Not slanting to Christmas episodes. If you're episodes. that rich and you have a fucking mansion, why are you all living in the same wing? Like, why are all your bedrooms and bathrooms, like, together? Because they have attachment issues? I don't know. God, no. Like, Dynas- do you, Dynasty do you really had- want to be newlyweds down the hall from your parents? Ew, what are we no. pounding the plastopedic and the and those walls were thin? They could we're, hear everything. We're literally like Jock was listening to Pam, Pam and Bobby. You remember that? Gross. Yeah. And then and then Pam and Bobby could hear Sue Ellen and Jr. arguing, right, and we're like, they're, right. they're going to wake the baby. And I'm like, right. How much did you guys hear all the damn time? Like, get your fuck? own apartment. What the hell? Get a high rise condo. Get something. At least from what I understand, Di- Dynasty did it. Right with their mansion because it was so huge, they could be on different wings of the house and nobody would hear them. Or I have never watched there. Dynasty, and I'm thinking about watching it for the first time. I am considering it's so watching. Good. It. I, I, I saw the whole thing on DVD. I saw little bits and pieces here and there. I never put the whole show together though. It's it's on Prime though, so I am thinking Ooh. about watching it. You should watch it. You got to get into it about the third season. Oh, See, I'm on season seven now. I I'm on season seven. I haven't watched the whole thing about it. I, I have They just had Buck, Buck Henry come in as an illusionist and mess with uh, Annalisa's mind. Hired by Jane <laughs> Wyman. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, the first Mrs. Ronald Reagan? Uh-huh. Well, 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 Nancy, it's time to go watch Jane on Falcon Crest. <laughs> uh, so Sue Ellen comes outside where JR, and she, she's worried for him. She is. And he just he assures her that everything's fine. The oil men were just blundering. He's fine. No one is going to do anything to him. It's all a bunch of bluster knows, just blowing in the he's, wind. He's trying to calm her down. And I think, again, we forget that Sue Ellen has been sitting back and observing and watching and listening for years. And she's like, uh-huh. no, like, they really got to you. Uh-huh. Like, no, you're no, really... No. Mm. And he's no, like, so, yeah. so, so Ellen, Mom, Mama's going to get a good night's sleep. We're going to calm down. I'm going to have a little chat with her later. We're going it, to, it'll all blow over, blah, blah, blah. Whatever he says coming out of it. Okay. If JR's talking, he's lying. <laughs> like a, like even, a politician. If his lips are moving, blah, blah, blah. He, it's bullshit. But in this case, I think the way he's lying is kind of noble. He doesn't want to worry her. And I know. Yeah, Which he's is, like, don't worry about it, because he's really, this is crazy, as rich as they are, he's really thinking that he is going to have nothing. He's not going to have anything to pass on to his son. He's not going to have anything to provide for his wife. Like, right. he's he's going through it, and she's like, hello, I'm here. And he's like, oh, no, it's fine. I no. got this. It's like, she's trying to be your supportive wife, you dumbass. Don't lie right. to her. And JR, what if, what if she does go through this? Well, we'll deal with that when we get there. That's the correct way to approach it, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We'll deal with it if it happens. But yeah, yes. you can see his wheels turning the whole time. And she's just like, this is kind of a big deal. And he's like, oh, it's, it's like, yeah, it is. But okay, don't talk to me, Mr. Emotionally Unavailable. But Bobby does come home and he does want to talk. Right. He comes home very late. And Pam has been really worried about him. Because he left on that weird note where he and did not want her to come with. This this scene is a little frightening with Bobby's character, though. Uh, 
Yeah, this is, I feel like this is where the real Bobby's coming out to play, you know? Bobby's like fed the fuck up though. That's what I was saying. Yeah. He's the tested Bobby that you get him to that point and then he just fucking jumps off the ledge. To eat this you is up. the Bobby who can take it and can take it and can take it. And now he's just done. He's fucking done. pissed. Right. It's, it's, it's like in those Rocky movies when the opponent is just pounding on him and all of a sudden Rocky's like, nope, I'm flipping the script here and I've had it. And he just, just starts wailing and wailing and wailing and pounding and then sends the opponent to the ground. But what drives him, like, is Pam goes that she doesn't want the future. She just wants, you know, give up. Give up the company. You can be the president of any company you want. We have enough more money. And that is like right. ra- waving a red flag in front of a bull. Right. Because he's upset because she's he thinks she's siding with Benselli. Um so She kind of is. But. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but this is more about Bobby. Bobby's identity. It is. And like Bobby kind of realizing who he is as a person and Pam being like, you shouldn't be that person. He's like, are you kidding me? Like, this is who I am, though. Like, this is who I am. This is who I became. This is what I was groomed for. This was my destiny. His, spe- his speech. When I went to the university, I, 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 I couldn't just be on the football team. I had to be the captain of the team. I had to be the best. When I was mm-hmm. you know, out, out there being spreading the booze, the broads, and the booze, I had to be the best one in the field. I had to be the best at this because it was what Jock wanted. And Jock and Gary didn't have that. And he, and he says, that's why daddy turned against Gary because Gary, that none of that was important to Gary. And I was like, Oh my God. Like Gary was way more emotionally mature than all of you. Cause my, Gary was like, I'm going to go and do my own thing. And you guys like, it's so toxic. Right. They spend their lives and spoiler trying alert, to please their dad. Even, I also think even 30 years after he's dead, Gary had that, like, I think in his mind, but why did he drink so heavily? He wanted that acceptance. Of course he did. And his dad was just like, you're not good enough because you're not tough enough or whatever, which is just, oh God. And so like, yeah. No, I mean, like, I think Jock was very strategic about the boys. Like, Jr. was the firstborn. He was like, okay, you're going to take over, and I'm going to groom you, like, into basically a VP position right out of college. Here we go. That's not nepotism, whatever. Bobby, he was like, oh, no, son. I'm going to put you out in the field. Go be my salesman. And Bobby was his favorite, and everybody knew that Bobby was his favorite Mm -hmm. because he didn't make that um, a secret to anyone, including Jr. And so that's why I think JR had such an issue with it. It was because oh, Bobby yeah. was obviously the favorite and could get away with anything. And that's what I don't think Bobby realizes is that while some things were chosen for him, this is not his destiny. It was JR's. Yeah. Right. JR was the one born and bred into that position, basically. And that that's why JR is huh, that's why JR is the way he is. He doesn't think there's anything else out there that means anything. Right, right. This is it. This is all that there is. This is it. <sighs> Bobby knows that there's other things in life. You know, he he married somebody that his parents didn't want him to marry. He yeah. adopted a child that wasn't his, that at first he thought was his brother's. And he was prepared to raise him as his he own. He was, yeah. Uh. So, 
hats off to Bobby. Although right yeah. now Bobby's being a dick. He is kind of being a dick, but he, but he's also being honest. He's, he's like, a, he's this is a, who I am. And you're telling me you don't like who I am, but I'm telling you like, this is the real me. And so like you, I, I just want you to know that because this is me. I mean, and, and that's she, crazy because it's been six years since they've been married. She doesn't know this about him already. Right. And she, no shit. That's what shit. I always think when I'm watching. I'm like, you didn't already know this? God damn. Because no. every time he starts being that way, she gets mad. And then they end up leaving yeah. South Fork. Or and then she leaves South yeah. Fork every time. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then she ran into Veronica Hamill that one time. <laughs> well, a long time ago. So anyway, Pam looks really, really fucking worried about this whole situation. Yeah. And it's going to end up in the hands of the strongest one, and it's going to be him, is what he says. Yeah, is what he says, the, yeah. yeah. And he's so damn sure about that. Everyone's so sure. Gonna be interesting. So Cliff, Cliff is looking into buying a condo. Woohoo! But he doesn't want the sounds of the planes over the. Uh... Right, he's being really picky. He's like, my, I don't like. Basically, his mom calls him out on being kind of a cheap ass. Like, I wouldn't imagine you'd leave. And he's like, no, no, no. Like, I have to think about like entertaining and blah blah blah. And he's like, plus I could be a tax write off. So whatever. Uh, <laughs> that, that is, is true, Cliff. Insane for entertaining. Holy cow! Oh, the new one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the new kind of yeah. for sure. It's mm-hmm. crazy. It's awesome. Like, yeah, I, I, that cracked me up. I have to think about entertaining. Dude, you had, like, you had women over to have sex and eat Chinese food in the living room that's, on your that's couch. That's it. Like, that, and, that's and not you, and, you yes, yes. and your mom over. That's that's right. all that there is. You made your mom Clifford dinner, President. too. Like, you really, who, what are you going to entertain? Like, right. come on. You're going to have parties, Cliff? Well, you think Cliff's he gonna, is. Cliff's going to have parties. He thinks he's going to have the cartel, like, cutting business deals and his... No. his... Oh, you know what he thinks? He thinks Afton's going to be there playing Happy Homemaker, helping him entertain and close deals. The way that JR was hoping Sue Ellen would have done without telling her with Gil Thurman? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least they didn't uh, cop out and have him take Sue Ellen's old townhouse. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Recycled set like, uh, <laughs> yeah, like like Jack and April's. I mean, so many so many sets are redressed though. Like oh, it's yeah. the same damn room. <laughs> yeah, in, in the series finale, they were actually in um, Bobby's jiggle. Uh, his place was in um, Gary and Val's house on Knott's Landing, mm-hmm. and in an, one thing with Mandy. I believe she was in Karen and Mac's kitchen on Knott's Landing. Okay. Yeah. And the outside of the uh, club where Lucy met Mitch has turned up on Knott's Landing and I believe Falcon Crest as well. Interesting. And Nick Pierce's place just turned up on Falcon Crest too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That, his place, I swear, I had seen more than once from the outside as oh, yeah. somebody's condo. And I believe it might have been Peter Hollister's on Knott's Landing from some, what somebody once said. Gotcha. So, yeah. Uh, but Rebecca was frightened by what happened at the barbecue, and she doesn't want – she wants Cliff to deal with JR through business and not violence. And but Jr. plays dirty. 
Yes, JR it, does it, play it, dirty. It ends up violent somehow. It always right. ends up violent. Somebody's always hurt in in a way. When J.R. Ewing's involved, someone's going to get hurt. It's, exactly. It's the and bottom I don't line. Think, and, oh, my God. This is kind of – spoiler. This is kind of foreshadowing. We is won't say not? how, but we won't no, say how. We're, 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 we're not going to say how it's foreshadowing, but holy shit. Foreshadow and even five shadow. Yes. Dang. So Cl- yeah. Cliff, Cliff reluctantly, just to calm his mother down, says, okay, fine, fine, fine. Yeah, whatever. He stubbornly agrees with Mama, and that's the end of that scene. Well, Rebecca's got the right idea, but... She does. And then but... JR tries to apologize to Ellie, but she sees right through him. Totally. You really aren't concerned with how I how well I slept last night, were you? You're just hoping I changed my mind, but I didn't. See, and that's <laughs> it. Ellie, she... JR is her son. She raised him. She knows when he's lying. Oh, right. He exactly. lies to her face constantly. And she knows. He, he pours on the saccharine, oh, I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. She knows. Yeah. Well, I'm still meeting with Harvard, too. And then he says, well, Bobby and I are going to, I'm going to fight you on this all the way. And Bobby's going to side with me. Right. And she's kind of like, bring it. You both came out. out of me. I brought you into this world. I can take you right back out again. <laughs> Thank, you, Thank you, Cliff yeah. Huxtable. Thank you, Cliff Huxtable. Theo, that's the dumbest thing you ever said. I brought you into this world and I'll take you out. <laughs> oh, I didn't. And then I'll give you I a. I didn't hear that from the Cosby show. That's my, my mother used to say that shit to me all the time when I was a kid. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then I'll give you a. What is it I, called? I, the, the first time I ever heard I'll it was on the Cosby to cry show. About. No, oh, I'll, that's I'll my give mother. you an opioid or whatever he says. An opioid? What? A roofie. A roofie. What is, uh, it? What is the word? We have this uh, uh, every time. I will, oh. cause, I will Cosby your it's ass. Bill Cosby. Yeah, but what's the name of that pill? We always talk about this. Quaaludes. That's it. Quaaludes. Jesus. You put the roofie. You put the quaaludes in the pudding. Oh, you Jesus. put the pudding in the woman. You put the boop, the boop, the boop. But, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> no, the first time I ever heard that thing about brought you into this world and take you out was on the Cosby show. It was. Okay. Oh my God. Now see, I I don't think my mother got it from the Cosby show. I think that's something that her mother said to her. I said that I said that to my oldest, and when he was like four, was like, Is that true? Like you can bring yeah. me into the world and then you can take and I was like, It's you're like shit, it's a sorry, joke. wrong words. <laughs> So I'm want, not really going to murder you, but okay. You, 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 no, you you want you want to scare them. You, you can say, "See this remote control? This is a remote control. I can rewind and just make you disappear. <laughs> I can do reverse pregnancy and droop, you're gone." Ew. Yeah, that, that, yeah. that was creepy. Oh yes, Yikes. it was. Um. So but. then Ray and Donna's house, and Donna tells Ray. That uh, the news of JR's gas stations have made it all the way to Washington. So it Uh-oh. is now, it is national news. It's exactly Uh-oh. what JR wanted. It's exactly mm-hmm. what he wanted. And as she wonders if Ray has any regrets for standing up for him yesterday in front of all those people. And he, he actually said that Cliff Barnes is the second lowest life form to JR Ewing. Right. And she's like, wait, is that because like, you know that I used to date him. 
and you're jealous and he's and he kind of like looks sideways like no that was a long time ago but it's right and he's so insecure that yes that is part of the reason partly but you know what ray she married you dumbass I'm just a dumb cowboy. I'm just a dumb cowboy. And she stayed with your stupid ass. <laughs> on a stupid goddamn bullshit. And she walked in on you in bed with another woman and she stayed. She punched Bonnie in the face for you. Right. In a fucking coat. Yes. 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 Like, if that doesn't prove love and devotion when she could have walked the fuck away and been just fine. Should have walked the fuck away. But, you know, whatever. Yes, indeed. I'm walking. I'm talking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we cut to Ewing Oil. Uh, JR comes in to thank Bobby for standing up for him yesterday. Bobby's kind of like, oh. uh, mm. yeah. Okay, so we're doing this thing so, where well, I defend you in public, but uh, in private, you're still a dumb fuck. <laughs> Also, Donna, <laughs> also yeah. Donna Donna is ready for the meeting with the commission, but she doesn't think that it's going to change their opinion. Oh, no, yeah, because right. Hicks is being yep. paid off. We've already established this, right? Yeah, yeah. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't get the scene that confirmed it until this episode when Jr. calls him when they're talking on the phone. Correct, about the, but we knew anyway because. Because Jr. I mean, always he, is paying somebody. We, we, else. we surmised it to begin with, but this Jay episode Hall. we know for sure. Jay yes. Hall, talking right. to who? Hicks. Hicks. It's in a couple scenes. Because oh, okay. Okay. this guy went. He well at the hearing he went too hard. He went he too hard. Right. And he does again. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. It, it's just it's obvious then because you see Jr. sitting like in the back going you know kind of like calling the shots silently if that makes any sense. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, what's that word used? That's a trope that gets used in a lot of shows. Trope, somebody's yes. always behind the scenes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, trope. That sounds too much like the word tripe, which is disgusting. I wouldn't. Anyone ever eat? I tripe? literally have never thought that before. Oh. All right. What? What? But, I, um, I'm not going to Urban Dictionary this. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> tripe is good. Wah, wah, wah. Oh, no, you know what I loved? What I loved about the scene was. It started off with Bobby dictating to Phyllis about Ewing 22. And then uh, when JR comes in, Phyllis completely ignores him. And she uh, asks Bobby if he wants coffee or something. And JR goes, Oh, uh, I don't need any. Uh, I don't need any coffee, Phyllis. <laughs> <laughs> and she just like, completely ignores him and walks out. <laughs> I wonder if that was uh, Larry improvising. Quite possible. Uh, probably. Probably. Yeah. yeah. I just, there are certain things. I feel like where, the funniest moments are. Yeah. The, there are certain things that you can just tell when they come out of his mouth and go, that wasn't in the script. That's what Mike, Michael Priest was talking about, mm-hmm. giving them a blank mm-hmm. page. making up their own shit. <laughs> and then JR says that he didn't think that um, he, he ever needed to explain himself to Bobby before. But since Bobby stood up for him, that he he felt like he actually did have to explain himself. But he's like, he's like, you can't blame me, Bobby. Like, you were never interested in the business at all until you married Pam. And Bobby's like, I'm sorry, what? And JR, when JR calls him the company pimp, I'm right. like, you want to like, say that again? Squeeze me, bacon powder? What? Uh-uh. You didn't just S- say that. S- <laughs> bacon powder. S- 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 wife says what? Yeah. Um, 
And he's like, no, no, no. Like, you know, that was your thing. And then he was just like, he's like, say that to my face. (laughs) And Bobby said, no, daddy never would have done what you did. And JR goes, you have a very glorified version of our daddy in your head. Because they were, he would have done whatever it was to protect this company. Right, right. And And I I think they're both right. Right, because JR was dragged to the company with daddy all the time from when he was little. So he saw things that Bobby didn't see because Bobby was so much younger. Right. Yeah. So, and Bobby has his, uh, Karen McKenzie, um, rose colored glasses. glass, rose colored glasses on and, uh, yep. a, his, a Pollyanna view of daddy. So JR asks him if he's going to stand up with him against mama and, uh, Bobby has to think about it. And then he's leaving goes, and just remember, Bobby, you're my brother and I love you. <laughs> I was like, oh, all right. Cool. Thank you, Larry. All right. <laughs> now let's talk about this condo. Yes. Yeah, so Cliff and Afton uh, are looking at this new condo. Can you hear the, um, like, they have... They must have some like plastic covering the carpet because that they're walking on. Can you oh, kind of hear that in yeah, the okay. squishing under their feet? Yeah. The realtor accidentally calls Afton Mrs. Barnes, which Afton gets all giggly about. She's like, <laughs> Clint, did she hear us? She thinks like we're married. And Clint Spoiler. Just, like, God. <laughs> did, did, did you ever think about yeah. it, Cliff? And he, he's just avoiding the question. Yeah, he just pretend he just keeps pretending like he doesn't hear her. He's just like, you know, keeps talking and walking away. And then she's like, you ever think about getting married? And he's just like, oh, hey, look at this, this paint on this wall. This is interesting. And she's like, I guess not. Have we ever seen him using the fireplace? Uh, Not that I can think of off the top of my head, but. I don't know. Well, I would. Always use a fireplace if it's available to me. I love mine. Same. And then he thinks he can get her down about $10,000 maybe. Right, right. And And then he says, hey, there's enough room in the closets. You can move some of your stuff over. (laughs) That's the best you can do. Okay. Let's go upstairs and take a look. And I like how this scene ends with them going upstairs. And when we start the next scene where Hicks is on the phone with JR, they start with somebody coming down – a set of stairs. Did you uh, notice that? This is Patrick Duffy's direction. It's great. Yes. <laughs> and it's like the a government building uh, hallway where Hicks is on a payphone. It's a very ugly government building. A very ugly huh? government building. Of course, yeah. Like right. like like the city hall in Boston, Massachusetts. I don't know if anyone's ever seen that. Pictures nope. of it. It is ranked the uh, when they do the ugliest buildings in every state. City Hall comes up for Massachusetts every time. Oh wow. Contemporary Hotel came up for Florida at Disney World. Oh, interesting. This is definitely an ugly government building. Okay. Yeah. It's ugly and boring. Cement. And uh, and he's telling JR that he can't make any promises. And JR tells him, remember, that the land he set aside in his name is totally being paid off. So do his best. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So he, he needs things swayed. Yeah. 
So then Harv Smithfield's office, and they say Ellie is there to visit him. But it's not just Ellie who walks in. It's Ellie and Pam. Right. And they don't want any coffee. No coffee. And is this is this secretary's name Janet or Jenna? A Janet. That's a good question. Janet? Okay. I couldn't I couldn't figure out what he was saying. I thought he was like saying Jenna and I was like Okay. No, uh, yeah, Janet. Because I was like okay. I was like, damn it, Janet. Okay. <laughs> Janet, okay. Let's do the time um, warp, Janet. Imagine right. Harv imagine Harv Smithfield and Ellie and Pam just breaking out into the time warp. <laughs> Holy shit. I would pay to see that, honestly. Yeah. I'm going to a um, Meatloaf tribute concert Saturday night and uh fun. At the end, they have a shadow cast. Is it Transylvanian? Well, they're doing Bad Out of Hell in its entirety. It's Caleb Johnson from American Idol with Meatloaf's band. Okay. And uh, Meatloaf had hand-selected Caleb Johnson. But at the end of the show, as because the 50th anniversary of Rocky Horror is coming up, they are bringing yeah, a shadow. Two years. Yeah, they're bringing a shadow cast on to do uh, some songs from Rocky Horror. That's awesome. Yes. Did you know that I saw Rocky Horror on Broadway? Really? And I did I'll be, for on my twenty fifth birthday. Oh, I'll be and wearing my I'll be wearing my Frankenfurter outfit. Uh, no, <laughs> I want pictures of that. No. Yeah, no, I saw um, on my twenty fifth birthday on Broadway. I saw Rocky Horror. The narrator was Dick Cavett. Oh, hmm. And Dick Joan Cavett. Jett played Magenta. Oh, Joan Jett. Oh. It was amazing. I hate myself. And so for instead of you. doing a tap dance, she played the electric guitar, and it was so cool. Ooh. Oh. And the person who played Eddie was from Orange Is the New Black. I don't know if you guys watched that. I think her name was Boo. Yeah. So back to Harv's office where they're yeah. doing the time warp with Janet. <laughs> um. So Harv has heard about what happened at the barbecue over lunch, and he says that must have been really awful. And Ellie's like, yeah, yeah, it was not great. She's like, you understand if I don't want to continue with this whole situation, right? Down and Harv is like, yeah. yeah, I get it, but like, nothing we can do. Well, cutting to brass taxes, she wants to contest the will. Right. Let's cut down, cut the chase here. She wants to contest the will, and and he's like, mm, okay, well, that's a choice. That you can make, and uh, can, if you can, choose to do so, I can give you a lawyer. I'm a little disappointed that he does not have those glasses that he hangs on his nose that he takes mm -hmm. off periodically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I the, like Harry Truman them. glasses? Yes. And she's one. What, what do you mean? Uh, but you have to do this. You you do these things, right? I'm basically representing Jock, and I have to defend his what he laid out. Well, she doesn't like that. No. Right. And uh, so she just, she's, once she realizes he, he won't fight for her, she just gets up and walks out. Let's get down to Hicks and Donna's little argument right. here. Committee meeting. Yes. And just as she thought, no one is interested in Donna's facts and figures right. that she has drawn up. No one gives a shit. Well, how do you argue with lower prices for the consumer? Right. And she's like, because it doesn't make sense. Because, like, it's going to ruin the entire industry. Now, are you sure <laughs> that your personal history, Mrs. Krebs, with J.R. Ewing, isn't what's be mo behind all of this? And she's like, and they're like, there's no way we can, like, people want lower, you know, gas. And she's like, that's why we're here, guys. Like, we're not elected. We are 
you know, appointed. Therefore, like, we don't have to worry about voters. And that's, our image, that's why we're our, a thing. Our image is not a... Or our image. We get to make actual decisions that make sense and are environmentally sound because you, Mr. Hicks, used to be an environmentalist, but obviously you're not anymore. And uh, he's just like, oh, wh- uh, whatever. Once J.R. Ewing started lining my pockets, I, I didn't really care about the environment. And I think it becomes, even though we don't know for sure, I think it becomes clear that he basically has paid off everyone else except Donna or committee. Right, because they demand to take a vote, but then she says, oh, I have an environmental impact study to show you. But we don't. I know. She's like, they're like, unless you have something else. She's like, actually, I do. But a bum, here's my environmental impact study. I have all the receipts. She has all the receipts, and they do not give a fuck. And then we cut away, and. Ewing Oil Night. Ewing Oil Night. Night has fallen on Ewing Oil. Harv has come to see both JR and Bobby. I like the lighting in JR's office at night. I do too. Yes. With that Texas in the background on the wall there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The colors are so cool. Oh, yes. And also, I bought, I finally bought all the episodes HD. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you guys if you guys are on the edge of buying it on HD, I recommend because it looks. So, like, I didn't think it could look better than just, like, when they updated it. It's so beautiful. I'm waiting for Blu-ray release. It's so beautiful. Because I want hard copies. I'll probably get that, too. Yeah. If anyone in our studio audience uh, is on the edge and can can afford it, it's uh, I bought it on uh, Voodoo, and it was a pretty good deal. I'm watching on Amazon Prime. Are those the HD ones? No, they're, I mean, they're... They're the SD versions of the HD um, upconversion. So they're better than they were. And they have commercials, I believe, if you watch them through Prime. Um, right. Yes. I bought them. I bought it on Voodoo so that I didn't have commercials. So back oh, cool. back to the office with right. Harv, yes. And he's basically like, he tells them that Ellie put him between a rock and a hard place. And um, if he has to go to court to defend the will that he made, like he will, because that's literally his job, but it sucks. What a shitty place to be in. The one mm-hmm. bomb he drops is that uh, Ellie wasn't alone and that Pam came, and that really surprised Bobby. Yeah, yeah, because that's the first Bobby's heard of that. And he's like, I'm sorry, what? Mm-hmm. Okay. So they basically, basically the gist of it is they convince Bobby to be on that side of the fight. And that's what's great about the this show is JR and Bobby are battling for control of viewing oil and they're against each other. But at the same time, their mother wants to break the will. So now they have to team up, even though they're fighting each other, they have to team up to fight their own mother. Right. And Bobby's now fighting his mother and his wife. Yes. And that is what is great about the season is that it just fractures everybody like a shattered yeah. mirror. And just as they're ending their meeting, Donna calls and tells Bobby that JR gets to keep his variance. Yes. But this doesn't concern Lucy or Muriel because they're sitting by the pool. And Muriel's upset because of the double. She didn't want to go on a double date, uh, Lucy. Muriel's back. Dressed Muriel. with that little that little black uh, little boat, like ribbon. Yeah, in her- and like. 
Also, she has the worst mullet known to man. Like, hers is worse than Sue Ellen's, and Sue Ellen's is bad. And hers is even worse. And it's just like, can we stop getting these haircuts, ladies? Yeah. Like, I understand it's 1982, so, but... Yeah, and, uh, that bothers before, me. As we go into this, I, I just want to read what I wrote here about this. Uh, wait a minute. Lucy's was upset Muriel, Muriel doesn't want to double date. by a man in this episode? Mickey comes, and Muriel is turned okay. on like, a, like an oven. But uh, Arthur, turns Mickey down, you got some things right. Says that he's uh, at least he he's gotten turned down so by a better things. class of people. And I have a problem with Muriel Arthur! being on Lucy's ass about not dating because Muriel no. knows what happened to Lucy. No, yes. because any she knows. But she, so any why isn't she being a little more understanding? Any good friend who knew about the trauma. Oh yeah, probably. That yeah. she had been I through mean, in a yeah. really uh, short Arthur period of time, not yes. that long ago. So, yeah. Wouldn't Arthur, push it until Arthur, and many things. Until Arthur, said you need to go get lost between the moon and New York City yeah. and learn how to write for women. <laughs> but yeah, Muriel, Muriel is like like getting getting hot, oh, hot she, in her loins so, for Mickey right there. Yeah, she's like, oh my god, he's I, hot. Yeah. Well, I can also. This is the the shitty part. Muriel is not being a good supportive friend, right? She's Would being written by a man, but she also, I think, saw ago. Lucy sitting at home in a room doing nothing, and she's trying to get her out. Yes, yes. but yes. but but there's a I way to think, approach it. Uh, she's thinking with her pants, which is normally okay. reserved for when you hear that phrase. It's normally reserved for men. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. But right. right. And you don't approach it by let's go out and like double date. Let's go out just us. Let's go out hang, hang out, out, ladies. Let's 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 go grab something to eat. Let's go to a movie. Let's right. go shopping. Let's mm-hmm. do this. Let's do that. Get you out. Not let's go to a let's go to a singles bar so we can um right. push your trauma buttons and no, so yeah, not Lucy wants to leave before, like she wants to go for a drive because she doesn't want to be there when Mickey comes out. And Muriel's like, "Why? I don't get it." And she said, "Well, you saw him. He has too much of a mouth on him. Plus, he's too young." And this is my favorite line from the entire show. She's <laughs> she basically looks straight at the camera and says, "Don't knock it till you tried it. <laughs> don't knock it until you've tried it." <laughs> Like Muriel, what? Well, okay. Well, we know Lucy likes the older. She 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 likes the older. She likes her uncle. She likes Professor Forrester. She likes Alan That's Beam. Right. That's true. Is Mickey supposed to be like? Is Mickey supposed to be like eighteen or nineteen? I think he's supposed to be like nineteen. Okay, I guess. And they're like twenty-one, probably. Oh God, that's such an age difference. Right, because okay, she was seventeen in seventy-eight. Seventeen. That was seventeen plus. Five twenty-two. Twenty-two. All right. Yeah. So she's twenty-two. He's probably nineteen. Makes sense. Okay. Maybe twenty. And that's that, that's a decade. It does seem much younger when you're that age. When you're twenty-two, nineteen, twenty seems way, 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 way. Younger. Right. And that. <laughs> and then you it get does. to these things where you have like Billy Joel is married to someone who's only a couple years older than his daughter. And his daughter, yeah, yeah. What a great show he and Stevie yeah. Nicks put on in the pouring rain the other night. Are they still married? Yes, they are. Wow. I mean, that's been a long time. Have, so I guess that they was have, legit. And they have two small children. Oh, wow. Right. But you, you would have. Like, did you see that article that came out about Dane Cook marrying his longtime partner? No. That is 20, no. 24. His partner of six years. Because he was his. I'm sorry, what? She is his buddy's daughter. 
Oh shit. Dane, like as if Dane couldn't cook, couldn't sink any lower than he already was in people's minds. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I saw that. I saw like the people article come out like on Instagram and stuff. And then somebody like, I, I saw it on Twitter. Somebody was like longtime partner. The fuck she's 24. Thank you that we're still Dane calling cook- it Twitter instead of X. Oh yeah. Murphy. It's not X. Um, it's Twitter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and when he's, uh, when he, Dane Cook, I haven't heard of him in like 12 years. No, he's irrelevant really. for many reasons. Yeah. yeah. And I know if uh, Elon Musk starts charging, I am shutting but down the Ultimate Dallas Twitter account. Of course he did. He's like 40. He's 51. Oh, shit. He's older than me. It's, yeah. It, 51 oh, and Jesus. 24. Yeah. If See, I think no. if they had met like mm-hmm. in the last couple of years, maybe, but the fact that he knew maybe. her as a teenager child. or child he child i that is Mm-mm. the creepiest fucking thing in the world when some man is mm-hmm. like you know i watched you grow and up and it's like their their state of mind too you know? it's like yeah you're creepy get away as as olivia rodrigo would say girls your age know better mm-hmm. i love olivia rodrigo it's true yeah so can we talk about the um Ewing Oil Corporation logo on the computer, which I took a picture of at the same time that you posted it. Did you? Because I saw it and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I love it. It looks like the Commodore 64 game, honestly. <laughs> so amazing. So we were obviously thinking alike at that moment. Yeah. I literally yeah, yeah. I saw it. I literally, I was hit like, pause, that is beautiful. literally hit pause and I go, oh my God, I got to get my phone out. I got to take a picture of that. <laughs> and then it was up already. Yeah. As I'm going in to post it, I see, oh, God, she's already posted it. Damn it. (laughs) So Bobby's typing on his, uh, like, massively 80s computer there, early 80s. Yeah, and he's looking at confidential files. Yes. And from from the screen, from the picture we took, we can obviously read those, what those things were. It's investment analysis. So Pam comes in, gives him a big kiss, and he just sits there like a rock. And she's like, I'm sorry, should I come in and get and do that? Because there was a time when, like, I'd come in and do that and, you know, I'd get your engine revving. <laughs> right. So she, she, uh, her kiss did not melt that, melt his ice sculpture. They've come a long way from the uh, laughter that they were, Jock was overhearing from their bedroom at the. Well, yeah, they were very young. Yes. At that time. Naivete. Yeah, so they get into quite the uh, little kerfluffle here. He's just like, I want to know why you're siding against me with Mama. Well, that's the thing. She's like, I'm not. She wants an ordinary family. She's not siding. She's not. She's not against Bobby. She's for Miss Ellie. Does that make sense? It completely makes sense to me, but Bobby doesn't get it. No, if you're you're not. If you're siding with Mama, you're against me. That's basically his. Right. It's all black and white in his view. Yeah. You know? That is, oh, that is, ugh, no. So Bobby lays in. He's like, basically, like, why can't you be like Sue Ellen, who's on JR's side? And she's like, I'm sorry. I am not Sue Ellen. Like, we get along now. We're friends. But, like, that ain't me. Right. And no, so because when things are good with Sue Ellen and JR, Sue Ellen will blindly follow him uh-huh blindly. Yeah. as as strong as her intuition is when jr's like in, in his in his head she's got blinders on 
I said, well, Pam wants an ordinary life with her husband. Bobby prefers to beat Mama and Jr. and get his rocks off by running you and oil permanently. Right. <laughs> Basically, she's like, I don't care about money and power. And he was like, here's the thing. I do care about money and power. And and it's like, oh, oh well. That mo- I guess we're at. P- Pam, that money and power makes me hard, okay? <laughs> right. And you know what? And I don't. Honestly, from everything I know, and I'm, I'm not going to give any spoilers, but from everything I know about Pam in this show, she does care about money and power. She says she doesn't, but she does. She grew up on the wrong side of the tracks where they were throwing yeah. rocks at the Ewing Oil building to try to break the windows when they were growing yes. up. And she's had a taste of the money. And now when you have a taste of the nectar, you want all of the nectar. There is not a time in the future that she turns away from money or power. Right. So, okay. Okay, Pam. So, JR and Sue Ellen, we see them pulling into South Fork, and all the lights mm-hmm. are on at South Fork again at night. Mm-hmm. We might have to start drinking every time we see all the lights on at South Fork at night when they pull into the... Oh, that's a good idea. There you go. All the lights on, yeah. So, now Clayton's being dragged into this as well. Right. And Ellie's like, I'm sorry that I called you and bringing you into this mess, but like, I need advice and you're the only person I could think of. Uh, Harv will not work with me because he's you know jock and I, I need an, a lawyer and he can recommend uh, some guy named Brooks Oliver. Yeah. And Clayton yeah. will we'll call him up and uh, yep. pave the way for Ellie to set up a meeting. Yeah. It's very, is nice it's very gentlemanly. But it the, really is. And guess who walks in at the same time? Da, 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 Jared Swellen. 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 And uh, JR, Swellen is very excited to see Clayton. And JR, not so much. Right. Well, he's certainly making his way around the Ewing women, isn't he? Yeah, he's looking pretty cozy with Ellie there. That's right. JR basically wants Clayton to stay the hell out of it because this is, this is Ewing business. Mm-hmm. And Ellie, she just wants to spend time alone with Clayton. So get the fuck out, Jer. This is my house, and you're not going to tell me what to do in my house. Right. Yeah. Mama going to knock you Uh out. Uh Uh-huh. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, you're down with LPP here. Yeah, okay. You know me. So then uh, Jer... Cut to the, their bedroom. Jer's well, just pissed no, at Clayton. I, I like when Jer's going up the stairs, and he he's calling Sue Ellen up like a child. Come on! Or like a dog. Come here. <laughs> right, come here. right, right, right. Come on, right, right. You want a bone? Wait, that's another. That's a... Oh, <laughs> I mean. Well. <laughs> come here. Here, boy. Here, girl. Come on. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So they got to the, the room and JR is just like pissed. He's like taking off his tie. And he's really like. You can tell he's pissed because the way he's taking off. Like, yeah, yeah. And he's just like, I can't believe Clayton's here with my mama. And they're getting cozy. And Sue Ellen assures him there's absolutely nothing romantic going on between Miss Ellie and Clayton. Which, hmm, okay, Sue Ellen, sure. Sure, Jan. Ellie, Ellie, Ellie. It's all sure, about Jan. <laughs> yeah, and Jared gets scary. He's going to, when he's done... There's going to be nothing left for Bobby here, and he's going to drive Bobby off the ranch. And right. Sue Ellen said, "Well, you, you, this is your mama's house." And he goes, "She's she's the 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 uh, the 
what you say? The mistress of South Fork and J- in name only. In name only. Jar is mm-hmm. he, he's turning like Doctor Evil yeah. here. He's turning on his mom like that's pretty. Because he wants Suellen to have that title and share that power with him. Right. Which honestly, even though I don't like he's going against his mom, I love that for Suellen. I know. Right? She's that's all she's ever wanted. She uh, wants she, to feel like she's part like I I'm you know, she's she's like she's part of this that she's actually team, part of this this dynasty, if you will. Dynasty dynamic duo, yeah. like uh, yeah, yeah. And that, she, and that power couple. Hearing those words are making her moist right now. She's getting uh, so turned totally off. Are. JR yeah. totally got yeah. laid that sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, totally. totally. Yeah. He's speaking all the right words. The whole house her. can hear them that night and through those thin walls. Definitely. Yeah. Don't wake the children, JR and Sue Ellen, with that pounding the posturpedic. <laughs> and then cut to JR visiting Holly, who's actually wearing clothes. And she's in the house and not by the pool. Right, but she's in her bedroom. Her office is in her bedroom. And she, which JR's like, mm, and she's, your office is in your bedroom? She's got a male bimbo uh, named Elliot oh for a secretary. She's a male secretary. I This is... A moment where I was like, I think I love Holly because she does. She has the equivalent of like all the other like secretaries that the dudes have. She just has like a hot dude. It she reminds me of secretary. Holly is Jr. but like twenty five and naive. Yes, basically. Yeah, I would have loved to see Holly in the future. She stands up to him and says he can't have uh, full capacity at her refinery because she's like, I have huge contracts and one of my contracts is with the government. So like, I can't, I can't do it. So, and he wants her out of her pleasure palace to uh, do whatever she has to do to get those military contracts canceled so he can get that refinery. And then she's like, but JR, and then it sucks because she stands up to him for a hot minute and then she totally Backs down at the end. But JR, and he walks out. And I'm like, oh, Holly, girl. Like, no, it's the government. You don't fuck with the government. It's the government. You don't fuck with the right, government contract. There. That's a yeah. lot. Well, we. What are you doing? We, we know JR doesn't care whether I mean, it's the JR, government. JR, do, do you want to go to prison? Like, is Club Fed looking good? Because he's like. Right. He's basically like walking around Dallas right now going, arrest me. You know, like, seriously, <laughs> he's doing all this shit that's like. Illegal right. or unethical, like yeah. he usually does. And but it it's won't like, be the last huh? time. Oh, yes. And you know what? They should have. It, it, just my opinion. The early '80s is when they should have really started looking at investing in other areas of energy besides uh, yeah. oil. Well, Jimmy Carter had started doing that, and then Reagan overturned all of it. Yeah. Our country, as it is, yes, because well, that's. I love I love that Saturday Night Live sketch where Phil Hartman played Ronald Reagan. He goes, and they talking about how he was selling arms to. He goes, all right, you're going to do this, you're going to do this, and then the secretary buzzes and goes, Mr. President, it's that photo op with the girl who sold the most Girl Scout cookies. And he goes, damn, this is the part of the job I hate the most. Everybody out, everybody out. <laughs> the girl comes in and goes, wait a little girl, you sold a lot of Girl Scout cookies. Congratulations. Would you like some jelly beans? And then. Then she leaves and he goes, all right, everybody back in here. And then the secret maps come out again. <laughs> all right, so Bobby wants Ted yeah. to get him a variance so that he can pump right. to capacity and sell oil 
If JR like, has no, one, why no. can't he have one? No, Bobby, don't do shit like that. You're I sinking like, to JR's level. Yeah, I feel like we've there's a lesson here. Like, why? Don't do that. It's not a good idea. There's other things you can do. Yeah. yeah. Do not. The, cart, the cartel in the oil industry is pissed at JR. Don't make them pissed at you as well. Mm-hmm. Like, but, and that's do not do not piss off the cartel. Do not piss off the people that can make your life or your job a living hell. Right. Right. And Jordan is not impressed with Bobby's plan. He's just like, uh-uh. And we're I, not, lo- we're not I love the line he leaves. You can hang before I'll agree to that. <laughs> no. I'm like, how oh, damn. <laughs> Taking a stand, Jordan. All right. Because the, the, the gist of that was that the Wellington well was capped, and that's now under Bobby's control, and that was gone in with the cartel, and no, Jordan, hell no, we're not. Bobby, we're not uncapping that. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. You can hang before I'll agree to that. And Ellie meets with Brooks Oliver. Whose eyebrows, wants- these eyebrows are. <laughs> they do. There are there's some eyebrow action. These are the. Right there, for sure. I call them some of the craziest eyebrows this side of older Larry Hagman's eyebrows. <laughs> touche, touche, yes. yeah. Um, Brooks wants to take her case. He really does. He's like, I've heard all about this and I really want to be on your side. But here's the thing is I'm super busy settling the case of Mark Grayson Sr. First mention and of I'm the not, name Grayson. And I'm not sure if Mark Grayson Jr. would be really cool with me, like dividing my time. But I mean, I'm going to try to broach the subject. And Ellie's like, well, what if I talk to this Mark Grayson Jr.? And he's like, oh, well, maybe that would be a really good idea. By the way, Brooks, what's involved with overturning this will? And he says that you're going to have to call into question Jock's mental competence. And that's just like, she she takes pause at that. Yeah, like she hasn't realized that's a thing. Madison's. Pam is with Rebecca talking about how Ellie has to contest Jock's will and declare him incompetent. Right. And Rebecca is like, wow, this must be real. Like, this must be really super hard on Ellie, you know? So she takes pause from her hatred of the Ewings overall. Hatred campaign, yeah. Yeah. And she she's actually going to make arrangements. wonders if it will be okay to call Ellie and maybe go over to see her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be a nice gesture. And she's also like, you know, if Jer would just change his tactics, Ellie wouldn't have to go through this hell. Hmm. And then we cut to Jer. Holding. Doing his tactics. It, <laughs> In a public forum of a press conference mm-hmm. with probably um, uh, Bobby Joe Ferguson, who was that actress who was the mother of Sarah Gilbert's husband on Roseanne's spinoff. I was trying to think of whose mom that was because I know you said it was someone's mom. Yeah, J.R. Ferguson. His middle initials are, yeah. yeah. Okay. He was on the TV version of The Outsiders back in when that was a TV yeah. series. In like 1990. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And he was on Evening Shade. He played Burt Reynolds' son with uh, Lana from Three's Company was on that show too, Ann Wedgworth. I just remember that was a show made by like Friends of the Clintons. Yeah. Oh, the Bloodsworth, Bloodsworth Thomason. Uh, I think so. Yeah. And Marilou Henner was uh, Burt Reynolds' wife, and she was in the running uh, as a listed as a possible replacement for Victoria Principal on Dallas. So back, as Pam or as a different character? As Pam. I wish they would have done that. 
Well, I liked Margaret Michaels. She had a- I liked Margaret Michaels too. They should have kept yeah. her. That's what I'm saying. They replaced on Dynasty. They had Al Corley get replaced by Jack Coleman, who was married to Beth Toussaint. And then Al Corley came back for the miniseries. And then we went from Pamela Sue Martin to Emma Sams, who as who looked nothing alike. So the soap opera, you know, they do that. It's not unheard of. Especially after accidents and you have facial reconstruction. Right. It's a soap opera. So anyway, yeah, so he's giving a press conference and he's all he's acting like uh like a political figure. He's just like, I'm for the people. He's acting like a martyr for the common man is what he yeah. is. Right, yeah. He's really spinning his public image to just swing everybody over to his side. Yeah, he's like, this will all be good, and I can I can lower the cost of gasoline for the pe- the common people if the government just does not interfere. For the love and, for the uh, love of the common man. It's like I have to fight everyone, my the oil men, the government, even my own family, just to do this for the people. Because Bobby came in Jesus and he had no Christ. comment. Yeah, Jesus Christ, Bob Jr. Just like he's like crawling up on the cross, you know. He's like a spin doctor. <laughs> and that's where it freeze frames. Freeze frame. Doop, 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 doop. On JR, so you drink yes. one. The spin doctors with their song, Just Go Ahead Now. That's called Two Princes. Uh, no. Yeah, Two Princes. Just Go Ahead Now. Yeah, it is. No, it's, it's, two called, it's called Two Princes. I've, Swear. Oh, I, 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 that's the actual name, yes, Two Princes. I had it listed. It showed up on a thing as Just Go Ahead Now, like on an iPod type of a thing, yeah. If it's on an it's, iPod it's type actually, of a thing that sounds like it came off of LimeWire or Napster or something, somebody's computer, because the name of the song is Two Princes, Swear. Yes, yeah. Swear to God. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll just stick with whatever. Uh, not um, not, so not that I, I listen to the Spin Doctor as much, but. <laughs> they were very, I listened to them in like 1994. Oh. So mm-hmm. A while ago. Um, I give this four Four bourbons and uh, Holly's secretary. Oh yes. Mm. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so I'm going to give this four stars. Not my favorite episode. I do like the whole Will thing, but I have a couple of like four bourbons and uh, the hair in the reading of the Will. Sue Ellen still has the mullet, and Lucy has the biggest fucking hair I've ever seen, and both of their makeup is horrible. Interesting. There was some propulsion here, the will, you know, stuff, and the, there's more fracturing. So it's it's starting to tangle a little more as we're mm-hmm. as we're going on further into this the most dramatic season of what I think. Even though this episode came in at number twenty four in the ratings, because it's on New Year's Eve. Don't air something on New Year's Eve. Right, people have lives. Are you going to air it on Christmas opposite Christmas Mass? Like, right. What are you doing? Oh, come on now. And I'm going to give it a a new condo. I'm going to go with four bourbons and. Oh, did, did I say it? Four, two, five? Yeah. At four bourbons and Donna's receipts. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because she brought all, all of them. All of them. All of them. <laughs> like, she, nobody she gave had the report specially like, made up, didn't she? Yeah, she did. She Emily was like, she like shows fun fonts, you know, the whole thing. She had like graphs and 
Oh, that's that really, no you know, and I will say not just as a woman, but for, as a person in general, it's really, really gut punching when you work so fucking hard on something and everybody's like, yeah, we don't give a shit. And it's like, yeah, obviously don't care. And you're okay. Like, well, then was, like, what the fuck am I even doing here? That was I, nine years of video classes at Camp Putin in New Hampshire. Yes. I'm calling them Camp Putin because they're assholes. Putin? Yes. <laughs> okay. But, um, oh, so. Out there, uh, I went on our website, and then I went to our merchandise section, and Mm -hmm. they are having uh, up to 35% off for the next nine days on things. They are? Yes. So I am about to, Ah. for for $16, I will be getting Omri Katz his Ewing Barbecue Podcast t-shirt that I will be giving to him in Salem. Cool. Or when I pick him up at the airport. Um, And he's going to give me Mary Danksters. Sure, as oh, well. Cool. So we're gonna. Nice. I, I I do believe in the cross promotion of. Yeah, yeah, here. for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, we'll see you online. Uh, till next time when we talk about season six, episode fourteen, the Ewing Blues. And porn stash. Bye. And porn stash. I cannot wait to come back next week. Bye, y'all. And don't forget to check out that thirty-five percent. Up to thirty five percent off the merchandise on is it? I, I mix them up. Is it? It's T T Public. Okay, not Teespring. So y'all come back now. You hear? Till next time. on Dallas. There is an intra-company rivalry going on between you and your brother. Now, I love my brother. Don't get me wrong. But he does not have the strength to run Ewing Oil. I know it. He knows it. And the whole family knows it. My brother doesn't think I can play hardball. Well, sweetheart, I'm going to have the pleasure of stuffing that ball down his throat. I'm going to side with Miss Ellen. And I'm going to fight you and Bobby every step of the way. She has to know exactly what she is getting into if she wants to go to court. I don't want to do any of this. I have to. Mary, are you there? Mary, are you there? Now she'll hear this when she's editing and it's going to be great.